feel good. Like you know that you should. Da, 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 da. One nine hundred four nine zero freak. That is not the right numbers. Yeah, it is. Am I thinking of a different song? I'm looking at it right now. I thought it was like seven six five four three zero nine. No, there's a whole bunch of um fan art. There, oh, here's a good one where he's on a crucifix. Where the seven six five four three zero nine is on a crucifix? No, the one nine hundred four nine zero freak. He's a freaker. Oh, the thing you were just showing me. How you doing? It's opinions are cheap. I have an opinion. I like Freddy Freaker. I, I keep mishearing it. He's like Freddy fingered. I was just like, oh man, who did he invade? Freddy got fingered. Oops, jeez. I heard a clash and a crash. That was all my bottle caps because I drink a lot at my desk. I do too, and then they build up, and I'm just like, oh man, this is just like me counting how I'm an alcoholic. I should throw my, these away. My dog got one of my cans of Mike's Hard Lemonade and was like running through the house with it. And she's just so oh, yeah. happy that she got this can. Nice. Oh, so I, I went to Jack in the Box. Okay. And you know what they have now? Hmm. You can get any of their sodas and turn it into a float. Oh, that's neat. And that includes, like, the mixed ones. So you can get, like, Sprite with cherry in it and make a cherry Sprite float. Call it Kitty Cocktail. You can call it whatever you want because it's your money. That's what, um, when I was younger and we'd go to, like, diners with my grandparents and they'd order all the, like, Brandy 7s or uh, uh, Brandy Old Fashions. And they'd be like, you should get a Kitty Cocktail because it, it, like, it came in the same kind of glass. Cocktail glass. I felt like an adult drinking Sprite with a bit of, bit of cherry juice in there. Not that's a fun story. story. Yeah, that's I like good, good memories. I like a happy ending. Yeah. Um, I we've had like two bad episodes in a row, so I want this one to be good. Was was the last one bad? I didn't listen to it. I well, it, it wasn't bad, but watch alongs are always kind of rough because sometimes they're not fun to listen if you're not actually watching. Yeah, that's true. And then we did skip around a lot, so it's not easy to watch. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, next we time we board, it, it was it was kind of rough. So next time we do a watch along, we have to pick something that's under an hour. Yeah, because I definitely don't want to watch a whole movie. Usually, let's make a good <sighs> episode. You blow bubbles and and make noise with your. I, mouth. I got a Dr Pepper float. Oh, I don't really like Dr Pepper. Ah, uh... doesn't know what it wants to be. But it's certainly no doctor. I think... What's your favorite knockoff Dr. Pepper? I just told you I don't like Dr. Pepper. Why would I drink knockoff Dr. Peppers? Because they each have their own flavor. I don't even know what my options would be. Because they mm, they don't really make Mr. Pib anymore. But they make Pib Extra, which is actually kind of better. I, I, I usually just stick with Coke or Pepsi. Mostly Coke. Mostly Coke. Okay, I'm going to read off some examples here. Um, okay. We got Dr. Choice, Dr. Bold, Dr. Perfect, Dr. Bob, Food Club Dr. Wow, Real Doctor, Dr. Thunder, Dr. Wright, Big K, Dr. K, Dr. Shaws, Dr. A+, Stars and Stripes presents Dr. Stripes, Dr. Chill, Dr. Skipper, The Doctor, Dr. Tremor, Dr. Snap, Dr. Perky, Dr. Shasta, mm, mm. Dr. Becker, Dr. Spice, 
Dr. Fine Soda, Zevia Dr. Zevia, and Refresh the Dynamite Dr. Dynamite. I like that last one. I've never had it, and I, I'll never will, but I, I enjoy the name. It's very long. So this is weird. I just read a bunch of these. Um, mm-hmm. My favorite's Dr. Better, and that's not on here. Huh. So why are there more than this? That's concerning. The world is crazy. <laughs> there's there's Mr. Pig. That's the Piggly Wiggly brand. I've probably seen that in person, but never had it, because I'm not really going to get a, a brand of soda with a pig on it. Dr. Fizz. Dr. Wow. Um, Dr. Topper. Dr. Pop. Dr. Pop. There you go. <laughs> Dr. Radical. You get a case of Dr. Pop at Walmart for $4. I'm going to set my Facebook thing to be Dr. Radical. This is cool. I want to take a look. I bet I bet it looks neato. So, um, were we going to talk about Dr. Pepper today, or did you have a better subject? No, we were going to talk about... Um, that's not that cool. It's just a red can. It's got like a mountain in the background. And then Dr. Radical going up at a 45-ish degree angle. Maybe a little steeper so, than that. So, I got a can of um, Dr. Shasta here. Oh, that was a good noise. Ah. Um, it's a little... It comes out of the can feeling flat. Weird. Like, there's fizz to it, but the flavor just isn't there. That sucks. But it's like 30 cents a can, so you can't say no to it. You can, though. You I can't. can, though. I'm of, a, of the opinion now where, like, if I'm going to have something like that, I might as well get good stuff because it's bad for me and I have the money. <laughs> it's like, why torture myself with shitty sugar? That's not, that's not bad logic. I mean, it's why I get like, expensive booze now, you know? If I'm going to kill my liver, I might as well do it in style. Mm. Ah, that's some good doctor compromise. <laughs> that's a good joke. So, what did you want to talk about today? So, I thought it would be interesting because we did that one episode where we, we wrote a X-Files episode. To do something like that again, but with comics. And initially, I was I, I, I pitched uh, something with the Joker and Batman. And how the Joker became an underwear model and got a real job, and Batman was sad because he didn't have anybody to play with anymore. But then you, 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 you little smarmy bastard, brought up uh, a little villain named uh, Dog Welder. And I thought you were lying to me, and I went to Google... <laughs> And and then I was like, oh my god, there's a Batman villain named Dog Welder, and he fucking welds dogs to people. <laughs> and that's the best thing ever. <laughs> and we have to talk about him. <laughs> uh, so, do you actually want to talk about Dog Welder, or should we do like a more serious, actual like comic book pitch? No, 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 I want to do Dog Welder. Because wanna... here, here's what I want to, I just want to point out one thing, talking about comic books. Um, I'm very tired of the mainstream comic books. I am too. They're, they're derivative and boring in a way that I don't know why they bother printing them. Because people like derivative and boring, which is why no one listens to this podcast. Well, I don't think they do, because like comic book sales go down like every year, more comic book stores close, they just can't manage... And it's like, you know, 
people still go to these stupid movies. It's not like they don't like superheroes. But the movies are dumb and derivative now, too. But at least they're, like, fun. Yeah. That, that's the thing. Like, we, like Batman is going to marry Catwoman, and it's like they've they've been, like, dragging these on for so long. Yeah, it, it's like that was supposed to happen, like, five or six issues ago, and they're just like, no, let's do an Elseworld story real quick, and then Ivy's going to get in the way, and then let's have an issue where Catwoman steals a wedding dress. And it's like, I don't care. Just have him get fucking married. What is this, an anime? So stuff like that where I kind of uh I don't know that I want a I I don't know what I really want. I want a reboot where Batman is fun again. Yeah, that'd be nice. And I it's kind of uh it, it it's sort of tough because the some of the stuff I like, you know, let's talk about Dog Welder where like a one-off kind of villain. And the start of the issue is you know, it's like we. If you look at Spider-Man covers, a lot of them are like uh, the Vulture. Can Spider-Man overcome his most dangerous foe yet? And by the end of the book, it's like yes, he can. And then like the next one, it's like Doctor Octopus. And there's this cool art of like this guy with a bunch of arms pinning down Spider-Man. He's like, I'm stronger and smarter than you, Spider-Man. And it's like, oh no, what's he gonna do? And by the end of the issue, you find out what he does. Yeah, that's a lot more fun to me than having like a twelve issue arc to find out that Peter's real father is Doctor Octopus all along, or some soap opera garbage. I feel like you can have both, and the problem is that the comic industry doesn't give you both; they just give you one. Yeah, that's a that's a truth. And also, at least with the big two. Like, they, they enlist these really good writers. Like, Donny Cates is doing a Venom book, and I guess that's not very good, but it's like Donny Cates is one of the best comic writers out right now. Like, he writes amazing comics, but then Marvel gets a hold of him, and it's like, you have to write this kind of comic because we're Marvel. Or when Ray Fox did Ragman, and Ray Fox wrote, like, one of the best horror comics in the last, like, probably five or six years. And then his Ragman comic, you could just tell that, like, DC was like, no, you can't do anything interesting with this character. You have to do what we want you to. But you can write it. Just, you know, this way. It's frustrating. So, I want to know, will you show me? I want to know about these comics like me. Is that lyrics to a song? Yeah. I nailed it! I want to know what you want out of a comic book. Like, what? what is your ideal standalone issue... For a Batman comic? Um, largely, for superheroes, I want to have fun. Which is why I like Catwoman so much in the new issues. Because she's a fun character and Bruce is not. It's like, I like I like the old school Adam West Batman a lot because it, it's goofy and stupid. But it's, it's really entertaining. Like, like, it knows it's goofy and stupid so it can lean into it. Did you like the Lego Batman movie? Yes, I did. That was fun. There was no dog welder in that, but they got a lot of the good villains in there. It was funny, like, when I recognized some of them, like Crazy Quilt. It's like, oh, I know who these fucking idiot ones are. And Mothman. Yeah. That's Richard's favorite. Oh, there you go. And what was um what was the other guy, that, um, that Professor Egghead or something? Yeah, I think there was a Condiment something, too. Condiment King. Yeah. Um. Yeah, there's so many. Oh, uh, March Harriet. Okay, 
If we do a dog welder thing, should we just skip the bullshit and do like dog welder in space? Because he kind of reminds me of the dead space dude. Yeah. Like the, the pictures I'm looking at. Like he's got like that, you know, that industrial welding helmet on. And it's like, I could picture him in a spacesuit. So, okay, I want to ask a question about dog welder for you. There's not much to dog welder. Like he, he's not a super villain. He's, um, he doesn't like show his face or talk any. It's like he's. He's almost just a novelty that his dumb thing is evil and forgettable. Uh-huh. So, do you would you want to write a book where that's still the case, or do you want to like do Deadpool, where you pretty much reinvent Dog Welder and risk him becoming popular? Hmm, this is a good question because I like the idea of that. There's like there's a lot to work with because there's really nothing there, so you can kind of do your own version of Dog Welder and be like, let's do this dog welder, or let's do the sympathetic dog welder, or let's do the mad <laughs> scientist dog welder, you know, like, you have <laughs> options. I love the phrase, the sympathetic dog welder. Because, like, I'm surprised he's a villain, like, he's such a piece of, like, he kills dogs and welds them to people, like, people hate it when you kill dogs. Yeah, I know. <laughs> people are fine with killing other people, but you, you go near a pooch, and you screwed it, but not that way, because people aren't fine with that. Have you ever been to that website, DoesTheDogDie.com? No, but I've heard of it. It's a website of movie reviews where it's just a checkbox of whether or not a dog dies in it. Because that's enough to turn people away, and it's like, I don't want spoilers, I don't even want reviews, but there's a dog in a trailer, does the dog die? No, it doesn't? Okay, let's go watch the movie. And yeah, that's no, enough to like, trigger people. There's people who didn't want to see um, the one Keanu Reeves movie, what was that called? Uh, John a dog's Wick. Pur- a dog's purpose. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't want to watch that because they're like, "I bet the dog dies," and I was like, "Yeah, the dog fucking dies." Yeah, that's enough to turn people away. Like, that's literally you lose ticket sales. My aunt lent me a book. Um, that she's like, "This is one of the scariest, most horrific thriller books. It's awful. It's just the worst. You'll probably like it." And I think the only reason she thinks that is because at one point a dog died. That's funny, and it's like this is a this is a terrible book. I hate everything about this book. Also, a dog died. Whatever, I don't, I don't give a shit. Oh, uh, what was that other one? Um, there was an episode of The Simpsons that made me laugh, where Millhouse is like really depressed, and <laughs> and Bart asked him what's wrong, and he said like, well, you know, something something horrible happened, and I've been thinking about death a lot lately, and it's like, what happened? And he said, well, you know how on Finding Nemo, it always starts at chapter two, because that's what your mom sets it to. And Bart's like, yeah. It's like, well, it turns out there's a chapter one. <laughs> it's like the, <laughs> the opening where, all, where like Nemo's mom and the rest of the Oh, the yeah, kids that movie's die. grim when it begins. And it's like, well, like all Pixar movies, they're all like, the whole point is to make you feel miserable. And then it's like a touching. And so you f- there's like. Instead of an emotional roller coaster where you get excited and there's relief, it's like they try to make you depressed and then coach you out of it. I mean, I think there's value there. There is, but I'm getting really tired of the repetitive, like, every Pixar movie has the same uh, pitch. Yeah, but um, at least there aren't three of those a year, like, fucking Marvel movies. Uh, yeah. Which isn't I mean, an excuse, it's just like, I don't know, if you complain, I'm, you know, I'll complain about repetitiveness too, it's just, it's fucking everywhere now, it sucks. Yeah, no, it is. Pixar is not the worst, but I'm getting kind of tired of it. I never did like see I... the Coco. Oh no! I mean, I want to. I just like I, I'm at a point um, with their movies where it's like I'll just wait till it's on DVD. 
You know, actually, Coco I liked, and it also kind of broke away from their formula. Oh, interesting. Was that actually Pixar? Uh, yeah, Coco was Pixar. I So Pixar kind of has an A team and a B team. And I think the B team does, like, Finding Nemo 2 and Cars 3. And then they have a creative team that makes movies like Coco. Um, I can't remember any other good things lately. So... <laughs> it's like I now oh Coco came out that was great Incredibles 2 uh, okay that's gonna be a hard one because people have been wanting a sequel to that movie for a very long time and I have a feeling well, I have I I can't believe that I'm saying that I don't want to see Incredibles 2 I've been asking for it for years right but then it's I, just like you're sick of the formula and you know it's probably going to be that formula and it's not gonna live up to what you wish a sequel to that movie would be the only thing I want is that like any amount of time passed it kind of irks me that it picks up right there. It's a little weird. So anyways, I I let's let's talk about what's the best approach for dog welder. Okay, I, I'm kind of sold on the dog welder in space. I kind of like that idea. Now, but, is Batman in space or is this going to be about you... dog welder? So the, the, the cuz the initial idea was like it, it it's funny to get Batman's take on stuff, especially if it's like an absurd take like if he's upset that the joker got a real job because he's like oh like my nemesis is gone what am i gonna do now except for be a rich billionaire who has all the money and all the women if i want them just because batman's got some weird ass neuroses going on but at the same time like dog welder's so fucking absurd that i don't i don't know if batman would really care other than he's a villain and he's batman's gotta stop the villain like i feel like he'd be like robin you can take care of this one just what just go (laughs) Okay, I have a mental image of Batman at the back computer, and they and it's like, uh, "Hey, Batman, um, we detected uh, some strange activity. There's been an increase in dog corpses. What we're finding in these satellite pictures of the moon." And Batman looks at the moon, and it's covered in dog corpses. And he's like, "Okay, Robin, go go to space and take care of that." Yeah, exactly. Like he's Which- not even interested. That's not in Gotham. There's there's no Joker calling cards. I'm gonna I'm out. And I really like the idea of he of especially if it's like um his kid Robin so he's like Robin just get on the the bat spaceship and go to the moon and and solve <laughs> this and then get back by dinner because your mom gets really fucking pissed when you don't eat your vegetables and she chews me an ass. Who's his mom? Um, I guess it'd be if we're going canon right now it'd be Catwoman. It wouldn't be Alfred. Alfred makes more sense. Robin, you know Alfred wants you to home before bedtime, like the Powerpuff Girls. Why why do we fall, Mr. Wayne? Why do we go for the tipsy-whipsies and get bruisies-woozies on our kneesies? <laughs> so we can go to the moon. I, I don't even know what voice that turned into. <laughs> I don't either, but I liked it. So yeah, maybe, okay, Not it's not Mom, it's Alfred. And I think to Bruce, <laughs> Alfred then- is Mom. I, and then the, the rocket ship shoots out of the chimney, and, like, Alfred's up there going, Chim chimney, chim chimney, chim chim cherie. He's just a chimney sweep. He's It's just, like, all this, like, dust flies up, and he's covered in it like a cartoon, and he's like, oh, darn it. <laughs> oh, Mr. Wayne. Do you think... He'd probably be a little upset, be like, this, is, this, is, this isn't what you do with kids, Mr. Wayne. You, you, don't, you never play catch with them. And he's just like, yeah, but when I do, it's with kunai knives because we're ninjas. Oh, Master Wayne, stop watching those anime. 
I bet Bruce Wayne likes Naruto. I don't. I don't think he enjoys good things. He probably watches Bleach. <laughs> That's a good answer. Ichigo gets me. Okay, so so this is turning into maybe less of a dog welder comic and more of a of a Robin comic. So well, that's the thing. I don't think I think we have to either reboot Dog Welder as an antihero, or he has to be tertiary to the plot, or or at least distant in the plot. I want to know how we got all those fucking dogs on the moon. Well, that's the thing. There's like, um, okay, so. There's a there's a Russian satellite, um, or a space station. They're gonna set up a new international space station. It's launching from Russia, but there's concerns about um, the life support, so they shipped it up with like half a dozen dogs. Okay, there you go. Or it's like three dozen dogs. Who cares? Yeah, well, we're so gonna want, I think we're gonna want some numbers, so let's give it three dozen. There's a there's a space station. Um, there's like one cosmonaut and three dozen dogs. The, it goes up in space, and then the power like just goes out, and they cut off communication, and no one knows why. Uh, fast forward, the bat computer detects dog corpses on the moon. You know what I really like is like if if, if this skewed to a really weird horror thing, like on the space station itself, and not on the moon, and like dog horror is if dog welders like the the xenomorph, and he you just like see him in the shadows, people are screaming, and he just like holds up like a dog, and it's like flashes and you see like his skull behind his welding helmet <laughs> like, like in the xenomorph skull <laughs> it just cuts to like the corpse of the dude and he's got a dog welded to him <laughs> i don't know where that happens in the comic maybe maybe I, I, maybe it shouldn't be on the moon i think the moon's a little too far-fetched i like the idea of it being on a space station and so batman's just like robin go to the space station and, and save the russians <laughs> And they're goofy shit. I love that we're discussing Dog Welder in space, and you're like, hey, you know, we need this a little more grounded and believable. Let's tone it back a bit. I mean, it can be on the moon, but then there has to be a base on the moon, because you can't breathe on the moon. Except no, if it's he, on the moon, he could have a, sp- a spacesuit, right? Well, and that's the thing. That's in characters that we never see his face anyways. So he should he should have, like, a, an astronaut outfit that has, like, dogs welded onto it to cover the holes that have, like, been, like, cut. Does like he ever weld sti- them to himself? He in a survival situation on the moon, yes. Okay. So he's it's like he's cake. like this fucking weird clown thing walking around. Then he looks terrifying. He's got dead dogs sticking out of him like spikes. So okay, no, maybe okay. So the space station goes missing, like it goes off the radar. Okay. There's dog corpses on the moon, but he's not necessarily on the moon. Like maybe those just fell out while he was passing the moon. Okay. So Robin goes into space mm-hmm. to investigate. And he finds he finds the uh the dog corpses and sees there's like weld marks on there and he goes, Oh no, not again. I I I think we need a shot of him going to the space station and he's listening to Abba. <sighs> that would work that'd be fine. Yeah, just just you know, we gotta we gotta give give him a little character too. What if Robin likes Abba? But he doesn't tell anybody about it because he's kind of ashamed. Or Puffy Amayumi. That that's a little deeper of a cut. Is it? That's kind of isn't that common knowledge? I mean, I'm trying to think of what that is. I know the name. 
They do the theme song for all the Teen Titans shows. Mm. And they had their own cartoon that was like animated by the same team. Oh, okay. It was called Hi Hi Puffy Amiyumi. Yeah, okay. No, no, okay. That, that actually makes more sense then, because then it's kind of like a a nod to to to, to the world world building. I, I like that. Maybe. It, it's. I'm fine with it. Um. No, Ab is a little more funny though. Anyways, he's listening to some kind of music that would be amu- uh, somewhat amusing that he's listening to it. We, we can figure that detail out later. So he gets to the space station, and the lights are off, and it's gloomy. Maybe he turns on a flashlight, and he's looking around, and he's just like, oh man, I gotta make sure I get back before dinner. But then he, okay, then he sees the, the, the dogs with the weld marks. I like the idea of he's like, oh, not this again. <laughs> What if he has a? Because <laughs> apparently I'm stuck on Alien. Because in Aliens, there's like Ripley has the dream where where the she gets chest bursted, and then like he's got a dream where a dog just comes out of his stomach. <laughs> but it doesn't come out all the way because it's welded. <laughs> that no, that's actually that's a very valid way to foreshadow the stupid thing that's probably on the cover of the book, anyways. <laughs> yeah. So if you've seen this before. That means he's run into Dog Wilder before. So that might change some of the dynamic, because it's a little less scary if he knows what he's getting into. I don't know if you want to go that route or not. No, let's go it that way. Because so I we... think that's easier to... to um, I feel like that shortens the story a bit if he doesn't have to figure out what a Dog Wilder is. That's true. I feel like it, it, it takes away some of the the mystery, though, because or, or some of like the, the easy storytelling where like you're learning about it as he's learning about it. And so then you can kind of be, you know, the, the, the cipher. Well, what if he is um, reporting back and just like doing exposition? He's like, yeah, like Batman. Wait, I got I'm on the space station. There's dogs everywhere. They're all welded. There, there might be some sort of dog welding situation. <laughs> there might be some kind of dog welding situation. I like that too. I'm drinking. And the bad computer is like overheating, trying to figure out who it could be. Yeah. <laughs> it's doing like 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 the Matrix shit, and there's just like calculating numbers. You just see it calculating pi, trying to figure out what could be going on. And Batman's like, "I'm the smartest man in the world, and I'm fucking stumped." Because it is stupid. Like, that would confuse the shit out of people. So, Robin's gotta be walking around, and, and he's gotta eventually, I think, find some people that are still alive. Uh, um, but who, who don't really know anything, because they haven't really seen anything. It's just like, oh, we just saw glimpses of this, like, this monster in a... And when the lightning flashes, you can see a skull behind his mask, but not his face, because he never shows his face. And then and then it, and then it's just like the lightning goes off and then he's gone. But then there's someone dead and there's a dog stuck to him. And okay. Gotta, like, so what about he finds the cosmonaut and he has a, like a dog welded over a severed arm. Okay. And he says that he woke up that way and he's not sure what's going on. I like that. The dog is dead, right? We we are we are confirming that all the dogs are dead. Yeah. Let's so, go with that. Okay. Oh man, he should be like. I heard all dogs go to heaven, but this is hell. 
That's that's um. Ah, uh, this is a good show. That's the that's got to be like the midpoint line because people are like, "Oh fuck, I am so invested now." He just described he should, what I'm thinking. He's he should be like it should be a close up where he's looking at Robin saying like the first half, and then it zooms out to like a hallway of a bunch of dead dogs when he says the rest of it, and he's like looking down the hallway. <laughs> I like the idea of it. at some point it zooms out to the outside of the ship and there are dogs welded to the outside of the ship too. To the space That station. would actually be funny too. Yeah. Oh, I think man. I think at a certain point there should be more dead dogs than what was sent up and that's just like a continuity break but it's a joke. And so people are just like, ah, that's funny. You know how Dead Space 3 ends? Oh, vaguely. All the zombies float off of Earth and then form into a giant zombie meteor that's like the size of the moon and it's going to ram into the Earth to explode it. That definitely needs to happen. But dogs. But dogs. And you could have like shots of like inside houses where the dogs aren't outside and they're just like floating up and stuck on the ceiling. <laughs> like dog paddling in the air but they can't get away and then like... like kind of sliding along to the door and then getting stuck on the, the top of the door and just, like, banging because it's not a very effective uh, method of getting all the dogs into space. <laughs> We're awful. Yeah, this is, there's a lot of dead dogs in this podcast. Like, I kind of forgot about that being a part of this. My neighbor's dog would die, but that thing hates me, so I wouldn't be that upset about it. That's good. So it's a fucking asshole. Anyways... Back on the back on the, the ship. So Robin encounters a dude with a dog for an arm. Do we care what dog? What kind of dog it is? Um, no. Because I, I feel like there's there's things we could do with with the different dogs that show up. Like like if he's got like a Great Dane for an arm, like that's really big and heavy, and so he's like, you know, immobile now. <laughs> um, you know, actually, it might be funny if he was actually like hindered by it completely. Yeah. But it might also be funny if it was like a little chihuahua, so he's like wagging it around, and it's like, hmm. I no, like if he's the... like, if he's stuck, he's like basically anchored down by a dog. I think that works better. Yeah, he's like the he's like that NPC character in an Alien Isolation that kind of get, tells you where to go but doesn't go anywhere. Yeah, pretty much. He's stationary. Mm-hmm. I do like the idea of seeing someone else later who's got missing both his legs, but they've been replaced with Great Pyrenees. <laughs> <laughs> and so he's like some fucking Voltron thing. So do we need more people that went up with the space station? I feel like I feel like there would have had to have been like a crew, at least, like maybe of like ten people or more. Because the dog welder needs some victims. Like we, we have to get there and there has to be some dead people with dogs welded to him. But then it's just like you get some people for Robin to interact with. And then it allows for fodder as they, like, you know, go through the ship looking for dog welder. And it's just, like, you know, you hear, like, a dog yelp. And then, like, they turn around and, like, oh, man, George Stopanopoulos is gone. And then they find him, like, two pages later. And he's got, like, a dog welded to his chest. and But not, you know, but his, like, heart is, like, outside his body. I picture Robin, like, walking around the corner. And then, like, a shadowy figure jumps him. And so he throws his, like, bird orangs real quick. And they hit, like, a dog that's, like booby-trapped to swing on a rope at him. 
And he's like, you, uh, like they're um, he's oh, he's teasing us, or. I'm fine with that. Like, like I like some kind of like like Ewok traps. There's like an Indiana Jones fucking giant rock, but it's just dogs welded together as a boulder, and it like rolls down the <laughs> down the aisle, and they have to run away. Ah, oh. man, dog welders crafty. You know this this book keeps changing tone. I know, right? It doesn't doesn't know what it wants to be. Is that a problem? Well, it depends on how it ends up. Um, did you read uh, Spider King? I haven't read the last one yet, though. I actually thought the last one was okay. That's good. Which is like the first one in the series I thought was okay. I enjoyed the second one. I started to enjoy the second one, but this one was it was a little more fun. That's good. It, it really um, needed to end on a high note because it has not been a good good series. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to picture, like, where does, where does Robin actually go? Like, is he, is he just roaming the hallways looking for the culprit? I mean, I guess, like, step one would be getting the power back on, right? There's, oh, okay, (laughs) so what if, what if the fuse is broken and the only way to complete the circuit is to perfectly weld a dog to it? Oh shit! So they need him alive, and he's going for the escape pod. Wait, dog welder's going for the escape pod? Yeah. And because the station's gonna like blow up if they don't weld this fuse shut. Okay. I'm I'm fine with that. <laughs> it's one of those we've taken another very weird left turn. <laughs> I don't I don't know that we need to commit to that. Um, um, I feel like that's gotta happen a little later. I guess like I don't know how far we are into the book, right? Like. Because we're trying to do, like, a single issue, but it seems like it's going to get really big if we have all of these uh, dumb ideas in it. Or these ideas are going to be coming, like, way too fast. And it's like, we're on page four, and it's like, wow, there's a lot of content crammed into these little panels. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Uh... Should Robin meet a, a lady Russian and then who's kind of young, and then she then they, he, he develops a crush on her? And we have that as a B plot. You know what we should do is um she's Lady Dog Welder, and it was her all along. Oh shit! And, and she's actually his daughter. <laughs> she is doctor. Doctor. It's like the twist in Saw. You never saw it coming. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm gonna stop now. That's. I was just I was reading this um this comic about a dog in space. Okay. Um uh, uh let me send it to you real quick, but I'm going to read it aloud to the audience. Ooh, story uh, time. This guy here, he's like he's hung over and he's like I sure learned my lesson about drinking too much. And the his his roommate's like tell me about it, man. I think we drank so much that we killed your dog and it's like outside there's a dead dog. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that a comic? So like, the next, I'm, it's, I should the, be laughing at this. It's horrible. The next page, um, the na- the neighbor roommate, or whatever, is like, "Hey, come here, dog," and the dog's there, and so they're like, f- they're feeding it alcohol, and it develops psychic powers, 
and they're both kind of like laughing while the dog's like doing these psychic powers and staring at the moon until he warps space so that he's on the moon. And then he warps space to go back, but he died in the process. Aww. And that's why he died. That, that, that was a little roller coaster of emotion this just took me on. So, the next page... Oh, it still goes, okay. There's, there's a moon base and two astronauts. And the one guy's drunk, and he's like, what a failure of a mission this has been. Exploration for life on the moon's screwed because you nicked the fuel line. F- failure. Look at me when I'm talking to you. And he, this guy is like just looking out the window. He's like, I'm sorry. He's like, well, thank you so much. He's like, you're welcome. And so that's depressed guy's just like drinking beer. And he's like, I swear I saw a dog out there. He's like, If we found any living there on this mission, I would have killed it. And brought it back here to feast on like a Viking feast. And he drinks more. And the other guy is like, that dog's not out there anymore. He's like, well, good for it. Poor dog. The All end. he wanted to do was uh, probably not get force-fed alcohol by his owners. <laughs> well, all he wanted to do was go to the moon. And he, he achieved more in his life than you have. So think about that. Oh, man. That's true. I'm all sad now. Maybe maybe the dog welder story we're doing should have a sad ending. <laughs> Reflect my current mood set of sad. I want DC to publish a dog welder comic that has an emotionally gripping ending. I do too. Um, I don't know how you'd do that. Because it's a pretty goofy-ass character. The way we're telling it. I like the way we're telling it, but even if the way we're telling it is, has some problems with tone, because it doesn't know if it wants to be a horror story or a dumb story. So, should should there be a cute, young cosmonaut princess that turns out to be a dog welder? I, I really like it, but I'm also, I'm also worried about Is that length. too much? I feel like that would be in the sequel. That no one wanted. Oh, shoot. That you know what you're right. Let's save that for part two. Okay. Do we do we want the space station to explode? Like they're going to turn the lights on, and then they realize that there's a, a dog welded bomb, dog welded to the engine, and only a dog welder can can unweld it. <laughs> so they're pretty much committed to, like, okay, we cannot get this bomb taken care of. I like the idea that they find Dog Welder and, and he, they're like, dude, you gotta fix the bomb. Like, uh, we'll let all of this slide, but we, we can't blow the space station up. It's very expensive. And he just, like, holds up his welding torch and, and he grunts and, like, steam comes out of his mask, even though that wouldn't be possible. He's like, I, I don't know how to unweld stuff. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I need a cat to unweld dogs. <laughs> then there's no cat. That oh shoot, dude. That might be too stupid. That would be fun. It like, would. You know, honestly, if this was like a one-off that was supposed to be comedic, I think it would be fun if it ended with the space station blowing up and Robin dies on it. Like, I feel like that would be our sign-off that we're yeah. done with the story. <laughs> it's like we killed off Robin and it's canon. See you next. And then, like month. Batman, he's like, oh shit, Robin's dead. And he goes to his vault, and there's just like a, a thousand more in, in canisters. <laughs> it's like um, the next one. It's like Evangelion. He's like, I like dog welder got this one again. 
there's or a, there's a running <laughs> failure rate against dog welder. Really? I, <laughs> that, I love that. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> that's a good direction. I, okay, I, so I like how, it, but then we also can't do the the giant mass of dog welded dogs that is threatening to destroy the planet. So okay, how do you actually want to end the book? I feel like it needs to have a little bit of like of like did they really succeed to it? <laughs> Not, or or Robin dies, that's fine too. I'm I'm totally on board with that. No, I I love the idea of having like a, a Marvel movie stinger that um the dog welder will return. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you see Infinity War yet? No. I want to talk to you about it. It's I know, good. and I might see it this weekend, but my parents want to see it too, and they're busy on Saturday, so it it it's um it's not good. It's just I want to talk about it. I want to see it, and I keep it's on my list. It's just I have other people that want to see it with me, and it's like okay, we have to make sure our schedules align. Ugh. Okay, so. So, so far, um, Robin was sent to investigate something mysterious in space. Yep. And now he is uh, chasing a series of dog welding incidents on space. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> does he... Uh, is wh- What Robin is this? Is this like the angsty Damien he's going to kill the dog welder? I don't know. Because I keep, part of me wants to say yes, because I like the idea of him and, and Bruce playing catch with kunai knives like Naruto, and that's something Damien would do. Have you watched that new series about Naruto's son? No, because it looks terrible. Everything about that bothers me. <laughs> you know, I loved Naruto right up to the second to last episode, and I wish that, that last episode did not air. Are you talking like Shippuden as well? Yeah. Because I, I stopped watching Naruto after the he fought Sasuke for the first time. Now, Shippuden's really good. Um, There are these meaningful points where, like, the, the whole thing is that, like, he's childish and he feels alone. So it's like, when he says he wants to be Hokage, at first it's like, it's like oh, that angsty kid just wants to be the best. But you you turn to this point where you realize it's an emotional thing where he just wants people to appreciate him. Okay. And there's a part halfway through Ship It In where the entire Leaf Village should be dead, but because of his actions that he like single handedly stops the bad guy in a way that like pretty much saves everybody, and everyone sees it. And everyone acknowledges him as a hero. And there's this part where like the the um the Hokage is actually like a villain at this point in the story, and all the people are coming to Naruto to thank him for everything that he's done. And there's all this like appreciation, and there's a part where you like you kind of step back and you see the whole village like being supportive of him, and it feels like you know he didn't need to be Hokage. This is all he needed. Sure. And it it's really meaningful. And so when the series ends, it's like the second to last episode is good, and they they resolve whatever blank conflict villain they're fighting, and then there's like an epilogue where years later Naruto became Aww. Hokage. Those are horrible. And he married Hinata, and Sasuke and whatever got married, and they have kids now that are cute, and they, they're they all friends, and they're all married now, because they love each other. 
And it's like Fucking Harry Potter did that, and it was awful. It's the same thing. They you don't need the epilogue. It's okay to, to leave the fans wondering what really happens. And so it's like it feels like they're making an anime based on that episode that I hate. So I'm just not gonna watch it. Yeah, that's fair. Because his son is all angsty and like vandalizes the town like he used to, and it's like, oh no, Buru. Boruto. So. Trying to think of an epilogue I like because I'm just like, oh man, epilogues are all shit, aren't they? And then I'm like, oh yeah, I wrote, I have my second book has an epilogue in it. Go me, fuck everything up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, epilogues can be nice. It just—it's a can't... really depressing epilogue, though. It, it doesn't wrap anything up. It's just like, oh, things are will get worse probably if I ever do a sequel. Um, I won't. I like Toy Story three. That's a movie I've seen. Once and, a long time ago. <laughs> and the shorts are still cute. So it's like, okay, that's fine. Sure. I don't know if that counts as an epilogue. Mm. Okay. So so how does this end? Does Robin, like, do they find a bomb? Or does, like, the dog welder escape? I feel like the dog welder's got to escape. Because, like, in Batman, like, none of his villains are ever, like, permanently killed. And... Even though Dog Welder's like a Z-list bat- Batman villain, I feel like he, he should be awarded the same, you know, kind of gratitude. Like, if there's like a a, a bat- evil Batman convention, like Dog Welder shows up and he's got like his t-shirt on that's like Villain Expo 2020, um, and he's eating some popcorn or whatever, and people are like, hey, it's that guy, but only like one person's like that, Did and you- it's, it's like Crazy Quilt, it's like, oh, I know who you are. Did you watch the Justice League movie? Uh, no. So at the end, there's a stinger where they're walking through the jail, and they're like, okay, Luther, get out of here. Get out of here, Luther. And he won't get out of his cell, and so they go in there, and it's some other guy with, like, a creepy smile that, like, kind of implies the the Joker did something to him. Okay. And it's like, oh, Lex Luthor escaped jail. And so then it cuts to this yacht that's in the middle of the ocean, and there's like a speedboat coming to it. And I jokingly said, meanwhile, at the Legion of Doom. But then literally, like, <laughs> um, for uh, Deathstroke, Deathstrike, what's his name? Uh, I think it is Deathstroke. Deathstroke shows up in costume. And Lex Luthor is like, I, so uh, those uh, superheroes we hate so much seem to be making their own league. And I'm thinking uh, maybe we should make our own league. And it's like, oh, I didn't actually want a Legion of Doom. I was joking. <laughs> <laughs> well, DC kills everything good, so... Metaphorically speaking. <laughs> so, okay, there should be a part in the book where uh, they go, meanwhile, at the Legion of Doom, and there's, like, somebody looking at a uh, telescope, and it's like, boss, you're not going to believe what I've been watching. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love it. Yes. That is how this book ends. <laughs> Now, I feel like before that, we need some kind of climax, and I'm going back to Alien, and I feel like maybe Robin gets off, and, and like, the, 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 the ship explodes, and he's like, okay, I couldn't save him, but then is Dog Welder on the, on the ship with him, like the Xenomorph with Ripley, okay, and so it's no. not over yet. He, he gets knocked out, um, and he, he wakes up with a dog half-welded to his face. And and the dog welder's like on him, so he like karate chops him with a kunai knife in the side or something. 
So he runs off, and, like, Robin's, like, disoriented and half-blinded by Dog. And there's, like, red lights strobing. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm, I feel like they gotta tussle a little bit more if it's, like, the climactic fight. Like, it's gotta be a couple panels. Yeah, it'll... Like, this this has to, like, lead into the climax. Where he, like, gives chase, but he's, like, having trouble seeing while he's running down the hallways. He, no, he, he He's out of knives... So he rips the dog off his face because it's not all the way welded, and then he's like f- uses it like a rat flail, but it's a dog. <laughs> and so Dog Welder accidentally gave Robin the weapon that he will end up using to defeat Dog Welder. So it's basically, you're like surpassing DC writing quality. I mean, I, 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 there's like some dramatic irony to that, I think. Yeah. No, it's clever. Drinking? Hmm? I'm wondering if I should keep drinking. Uh, yeah. I'm all out of drink, so I can't now. So it's almost nine. Or no, it's only eight. Never mind. I can have one more. Dr. Better. More like Dr. Empty can. Aww. So. Oh, I can I can drink my Dr. Teal's foot cream. <laughs> <laughs> That's available. <laughs> Fuck, there's like... Just too much left for me to finish this bottle, because like, if I do, I will be a mess tomorrow. Don't you hate that? This is. I don't think anybody's ever had a worse problem than me right now. <laughs> is this what it sounds like in the DC writer's room? <laughs> I'm going to eat my foot cream. I'm out of rum. This is <laughs> Let's King. call it a day. <laughs> just Tom King and Greg Rucka bitching. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <coughs> So I feel like we've we've written this story like the 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 part you know listeners are gonna have to use their imagination to place the parts <laughs> in the proper spots and to finish the dialogue in all the parts of the story. Yeah, um, but no, I, actually, this is like a workable outline where I feel like I could do a, a one-off. I, I feel like we could write this, and this would be really fun to read for you know the twenty-some pages it ran, and then <laughs> then you never have to think about it again. Oh boy, can you imagine? I am, and, I, and I'm, I'm pretty happy. Like, I, I think, I think this could be, this would be like really fun to write. And then, so it ends with the theme song, da na 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 na, da na 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 na, da na 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 na, Batman. Yeah. I like the idea of there being like just like four pages of blank, of just like black, and there's just nothing on them. It's like the comic <laughs> looks way thicker than what it is. Have you seen the Ant Man and Wasp trailer or poster? Um, probably? I can go look at it real quick, because that's a poster. It's just blank. Like, it's just blank white. And if you get up close, there's a little Ant-Man and Wasp on it. Oh, sure. And it's like, you know, it's kind of cute, but it's also the only functioning movie poster right now, because everything else looks exactly the same. Yeah. It's kind of funny, because, like, someone had to make this, and it must have been really easy, because it's just like, oh, it's just nothing but white space. Just like new Photoshop layer fill with white paint bucket. Hey Paul, is this too small? No, it's okay. All right, print yeah, it. I bet they had that fucking conversation. It's it's like how big do we make this because it's got to be small, but it can't be like too small. Or um, you know, oh, I'm looking at the that fucking wrong one from DeviantArt. That's not where's the official one. It probably doesn't matter. There's a bunch of these. <laughs> Fucking Ant-Man. 
I didn't mind the first Ant-Man movie, though. No, it was cute. It, it was Iron Man again, but it was fun. Yeah. I mean, I feel the same way about Doctor Strange. Like, I, I love Doctor Strange. I love magic. So I like a magic superhero. Um, But it is just the Iron Man formula. So it's, like, not super creative, but I enjoy it. My problem with Doctor Strange is that, like, Doctor Strange was very similar to Robert Downey Jr.'s character. And so it was like, oh, I have really seen this movie before. It's just a, a, diff- a different coat of paint. But, like, the character feels the same. Yeah, he, he is in a lot of ways. Um, And that's actually... That's one of the things I like and don't like about the Infinity War. Because there's a scene where they meet and they argue. And it's, like... It's kind of cute because they're basically the same person. But it's also a little annoying because, you know, it's, like, it's predictable. Sure. But it's not like it drags. Like everything in that movie moves pretty fast. So it's like, oh, this scene's boring. Give me two minutes. I, I really want to see the movie because I know like the Guardians meet Thor. Yeah, that's fun. And I'm all fun. about that. Because like, those are like, oh, my, my favorite Marvel characters get to meet up and have fun together. That sounds really, really neat. I just like Rocket Raccoon. Rocket's pretty great. I, I really didn't like him in the second movie, though. Oh, yeah? No, that, that second movie, I feel like really forced his like abrasive character for the plot. Uh, hmm. And I don't. I, I most of the emotional beats in that movie went. I I feel like were unearned, and his was one of them. And even though I really liked him teaming up with Yondu and killing all the Ravagers, like that was a a really fun fight scene, and like really super violent. Even though there's no blood, but just like they killed like fifty people. Um. Yeah, really brutally. Um, I liked the scene where he was by himself, like defending the spaceship. Yeah, that was pretty and cool. And he had that, like, recording of him humming while he works. Mm-hmm. And he was, like, he pretty much, like, took out half of all of the <laughs> the, the Ravagers. Um, Like, he was doing all right. But just, like, like his arguing with Quill early on, it was just, like, so forced to get them to split up. Yeah, it sort of was. They were um, both, like, really taking it to the next level to a point where, like, it's like they've got to have been hanging out a while. I can't imagine they would be at each other's throats this much. Like, they weren't even at each other's throats that much during the first movie, and, and, like, Rocket was trying to, you know, bounty the shit out of Quill. So, yeah, you know, Rocket's an interesting character for me because I like him, but he cannot stand on his own. Like, he needs to be, like, the third wheel to be effective. And so it's always kind of hard because it's like, he needs to be abrasive and want to be alone but it's it wouldn't be entertaining if he was by himself yeah i agree with that so sometimes you end up accidentally writing a more abrasive than you need to and it's like eh, is this real or is this I mean, fantasy I feel like there's other characters like like deadpool's probably the same way where like too much of deadpool by himself he's annoying like you need some kind of like straight man character for him to play off of well, yeah, I mean, it's like, and really, I'm really glad that they put Colossus in the first movie. Yeah. Because without that, the movie might not function. Like, he, they did a great job capturing Deadpool, but part of that is having Colossus show up and be super straight edge. This reminds me of, um, of iCarly. Remember that show? Uh, yeah. Great. So there was another show on, on, on Nickelodeon, um, I can't, I think it was called Victorious, or, or yes. something like that, that it had the singing in it. Yeah. And so they had, like, the dumb girl from that show, who 
really needed Strayman character to play off of to work, and then Sam from iCarly got their own show. So it's like the two most extreme characters who cannot function by themselves get their own show. And it's fucking miserable because you can't you just you, you can't do that. You can't have like the dumbest person in the world and then like the other dumbest person in the world be like, let's be the leads and not have any smart people around to stop us from doing dumb shit. <laughs> it's like um what there was a show oh um friends where they had that yeah. spin-off that was just Joey. Yeah, like there's another perfect example that's a little <laughs> less embarrassing than me talking about iCarly. <laughs> wish you would wish you would have stopped me like mid sentence with that thing, thank you. I like the iCarly episode where they went to Pawn Stars and then Chumley ate the potato chip by accident. I don't remember that one. You get, okay, go go fuck yourself. I always I actually did really like iCarly when it's it was a good coming show. Out. Part of it was just like I'm watching it and it's like I've been on the internet. I know this isn't really how the internet works. Like, you should have, like, 50 people, like, hitting on them in the grossest way possible, despite them being underage. And then oh, other people were like, hey, join my porn site at this, in, buy, buy Viagra here, and, you know. So I got a, uh, <laughs> I got a fight stick, and I've been, like, struggling with what artwork to put on it. Now I'm thinking I currently might be kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be great. <laughs> oh. I like the episode where her brother made a fan of hammers as, like, some weird piece of art, and then, like, it broke and almost killed her. <laughs> that was funny, because it's, like, it kind of acknowledged how stupid the show gets sometimes, and yeah. then there were consequences for it. And it's like, it cool. Was, well, I was I was using a hammer today at work, and I was just like, I remember the fan of hammers. <laughs> <laughs> I picture you, like, at work at a construction zone. And you're like, you're hammering at something. And he, hey, Frank, remember that I curly with the fan of hammers? We could use one of those right now, am I right? And he's just like, <laughs> not sure how to respond to that. I, yeah, I don't. Every once in a while, I'll throw stuff like that at my coworkers. Not not like that extreme, but just to just to see how they react. And well, it's, it's like, usually not positively. It's like I was talking to my coworker today. And I was thinking about the show tonight, and I so it's like he walked into my office and said, "Hey, here's that form that we needed, and then um, here's this on the printer. I don't know if this is yours." And so I took it and I said, "Hey, do, uh, are you familiar with the dog welder?" And he just kind of looked at me for a bit, and he's like, "Is this one of your Cameron things?" <laughs> I was like, "Yeah," and he's like, oh, "Well, I'll, I'll talk to you later," and he left. Oh. I like to, with one of my coworkers, I like to throw the million dollars butt questions at him. Because they're always really stupid, but he gives them, like, really careful consideration. I And it's really funny to me that he'll, I'll be, you know, like, you get a million dollars, but, you know, if you walk by uh, garden appliances, like, they, 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 be, they come to life. Like, the garden gnomes and the, and the swans and the alligators or whatever. And some of them are mean. You know, and, he, and it's just like, he'll be like, Asking me all these like dumb questions, and it's like it's so stupid. Why are you acknowledging me right now? I love um, I love that there was a skit I saw online where this guy walks into a dark room, and there's a guy with a little button, and he says, and like, <laughs> okay, sit down. So the guy sits down and says, if you push this button, someone somewhere will die. But and then the guy just slams on the button real fast, <laughs> and the guy explaining it is like, I didn't even tell you what what you get out of it, and he's like, what? <laughs> it's just <laughs> I, I feel like I would do that. Uh 
Oh, shoot. This is like an hour now. Yeah, we had an hour. Do we want to do a quick glad space? Let's and do then... a quick glad space. Um. Uh. Uh, Why, Cameron, what are you glad about? Um, oh, that, uh, Overwatch is doing that, uh, <laughs> so I had a funny, I had a funny moment. Overwatch is doing this breast cancer awareness thing. Mm-hmm. So for like a month or something, uh, they're doing a promo where there's a special pink costume you can buy and all the proceeds go to charity, but they're like tying into a bunch of other things where you can like buy shirts and things also. Ugh. But they also partnered with a bunch of Twitch streamers. And there's a thing where if you link your Battle.net account to Twitch and you watch like X number of hours, then uh, you get free sprays in Overwatch. Um, I don't want to actually watch any of this. So I'm looking at the schedule and like this morning there was one that started at 4 a.m. and it like runs all day. So I figure, okay, before I go to work, I'm going to turn on Twitch and just like leave it on and then go to work. I didn't stop to think why it was at 4 a.m. Um, it was a Japanese streamer. And it, like, I, I'm, I'm half awake when I'm setting this up, and I'm watching this Japanese streamer, and I thought I was in Blade Runner or something. <laughs> because, like, in my room, it's all dark, and I have a blue nightlight, so there's, like, the, this hologram thing coming off my Nintendo. So I have this, like, soft blue glow. And then on the screen, there's a cute Japanese girl in a pink chair, but with, like, CGI diamonds and, <coughs> and like, hologram characters appearing. And, like, the Japanese text is, like, scrolling in this, like, neon green thing. And, and like, people are donating your money, so, like, these, like, hologram hearts keep exploding. And, and she's like, arigato, arigato. And it was, like, it looked like B-roll footage that would be on a screen in Blade Runner. Like, you're not supposed to look too long. It's, like, just... It's something flashy, so you know that's a thing. Yeah. But there's no actual, like, context to it. And it was just the most bizarre experience. So, I recommend people venture out of your norm and start watching streamers at 1 a.m. Um, But also support breast cancer research if you can. Yeah. Go help them titties. Motorboat them to safety. <laughs> Get back to shore where they're safe. <laughs> that was me. Something I just said. Okay. Do you have a glad space? Yeah. What are you glad about? glad space. I'm. I'm. I'm gonna continue on the music train. Cause, fuck, I keep buying so much music. <laughs> it's a good year for music. It really is. So one of my favorite bands, Shine Down, who do the rock and rolls, put out a new album called Attention, Attention, and it's really, really good. Because Shine Down make really good music. But my favorite part of the album comes at the last four songs. Well, they have one called Get Up, and it's like this really like, you should get out and go do stuff, and you should make a name for yourself and have, you know, it, it's your time to go do something. But then the next song is called Special, and it's about how you're not fucking special. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's like, you should go do stuff, but realize that you, you, you need some heck expectations because you might not succeed, and you probably won't succeed, but, you know, you tried. Dude, that's pretty cool. Yeah, and, and, and like it like it reprises to the the song before, so it plays a little bit of the chorus, and, and so it's got like this like really kind of melancholy, but it ends on a on kind of a positive note. And I don't. There's something about this like these two songs that are are they they go together really well, and and then the the last song is called Brilliant, and it's like today's my day to be brilliant. So it you know kind of ends like 
today's your day. You can go do this. Just make sure you have some kind of expectations about what's going to happen, but you should still try. I kind of like that. So, if you don't want to, yeah, if you want to listen to the whole album, you should listen to the last, like, th- four songs. Hey, are you linking to these on the Facebook page? No, I always forget, because I'm an asshole. We should do, we should start actually, like, putting the music we recommend on there. Yeah, I can go do that. Because then people have a reason to actually check into the Facebook page. <laughs> yeah, hey guys, you should go to our Facebook page, you can talk to us, like, there's not a lot of people there, so if you post, we'll see it. I don't have a life, I check it a lot. Why would you do that? You get, like, notifications if anybody does anything, so there's no point in checking it. I want to know. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, that, there there you go. That's my, that's my, uh, happy glad space. That's a good one. Um, I guess that's everything, everybody. I think so. We did, uh, I think this is a pretty good episode. Yeah, I feel good. That was that was a fun journey. I don't know what actually came of this, but I kind of feel like we came out with some good ideas. Yeah, I hope so. I, I had fun coming up with the ideas, if nothing else. <laughs> Even if the results aren't quite there. There's this potential into our, to our dumb dog welder story. And if more people know about dog welder now, then we've done our job. Mm-hmm. Well, good night, um, everybody. Yeah, I guess good night everybody. Have a have a happy happy day tomorrow, whatever day that tomorrow is. Batman!